Carlsbad, People, Purpose, and Impact, an essential podcast for those who live, work, visit, and play in Carlsbad. Good morning and welcome, everyone. My name is Brett Schonsenbach. I'm the president and CEO of the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce, and I am your host today. I'm very pleased to have with me, I have two guests today, Colin and Lupe Harriston. They are the owners of Freedom Window Cleaning. Good morning, guys. Thanks for being here. Good morning. Thank you for having us. Thanks for having us. Absolutely. It's going to be some fun this morning. So I was looking at your guys' bios and background, and I learned stuff about both of you that I didn't know. I mean, obviously, I've Lupe, I've known you a little longer, um, even from back in my Vista days. I, we, we originally met. Colin, we haven't, we've met briefly, but not in depth. So this was kind of fun to learn a bit about you. So let's start with you, Colin. You, from Atlanta, and you actually played football for Auburn. I did. <laughs> kind of a uh, shame to say that these days, because they've been really struggling the last couple of years, but <laughs> they're, on, they're on the upswing now, I think. Yeah, so tell us, what, what position did you play? How, what years were you there? I was there from 86 to 91, and okay. I was a wide receiver. Oh, very nice. Okay. And, and how did you guys do back in those days? We won three SEC championships Ooh. while I was there. <laughs> and that was before the conference. Most conferences now are split in half right. and they have a conference championship. They didn't have that back then. You yeah. just had to have, have the most wins in the conference right. each year. Um, and it wasn't necessarily, obviously, no playoff. Yeah. And it wasn't as easy to get into uh, the national championship conversation. Yeah. Back then, it was either you were undefeated or yeah. you weren't even. they weren't even going to talk about you. Yeah, so. for sure. How fun. That's great. And then we'll, I'm going to continue with you, Colin, because I guess then after college, it looks like you joined the Marine Corps. That's correct. That's awesome. And how long did you serve? I was, after getting my commission upon graduation from Auburn, I was in from 91 until 2004. Very nice. Well, thank you for your service. Thank you, of course. Yeah. And is that what brought you to our neck of the woods? It was it, Camp Pendleton? or It is. I was at uh, Marine Corps Station Miramar. Okay. Because at Auburn, I went to the RTC. I wasn't in RTC, but I went to the building and I saw Marine Corps Station El Toro. And I said, I'm going to be there one day. That's where I want to be stationed. Ah. Uh, so, so you're in Miramar. What, was El Toro still going? Yes. Okay. okay. I started out at El Toro and I actually shut El Toro down. You did? Okay. Our squadron did. We were the last one to leave. And then we came to Miramar. Well, my my father was stationed at El Toro as a Marine. Wow. Um, and that's when I when I was born, actually. I was born in St. Joe's Hospital in Orange, California, because we were stationed mm. there. Um, uh, I'm the oldest in my family, so my uh, parents, very young. and uh, my, <clears throat> But my dad was actually, at the moment, at the time I was born, he was actually in Vietnam, so he wasn't there, there. But uh, that's where he was stationed, was El Toro. And then when he came back from Vietnam, they got sent to Quantico, Virginia. So, and then uh, back to Pendleton later, which is how I ended up here. Like a lot of North County residents, right? And Lupe, I did not know, I did, or if I did know this, I had forgotten that you're the youngest of eight. That's right. Yeah, big family. So I'm the baby. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and I also didn't know you had a history as a, a flight attendant for Delta. I did, yes. Quite a few years. Tell us the most fun thing about being a flight attendant. <laughs> the most fun thing is probably getting to see all the different places. Mm, um, I love travel. to run. And so I would. I think that's one of the best ways to see a city is just take off and put on your running shoes and run through the towns and 
Stop and have coffee with the locals. That's nice. probably my favorite. Now, come on. What's the least favorite part about it? <laughs> the passenger? <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Oh, man, the passengers. Um, yeah, and luckily you, you were there pre-COVID and any of that, you know, craziness. I can only imagine what they had to go through with that phase of travel. Oh, that, I can't imagine. In uh, all fairness, prior to 9-11, mm. things were a lot better yes. or easier or simpler. Exactly. Yeah. After 9-11, that's really one of the reasons that we decided that I would leave Delta Airlines. Mm. It was just too much. There's a lot of hard times after 9-11, yeah. flying and all the th different aspects of it. Yeah, it got it got complicated. We were talking about that just the other, I don't, I can't remember where we were. We were in some airport recently and we were talking about how you know, pre 9-11, like uh, kids, minors, you know, like a parent could take them all the way to the gate and basically put them on the airplane. And then another family member could meet them at the other gate. You know what I mean? It was, yeah. it felt like, okay, you know, they're, it's going to be okay. And now it's like, you have to say goodbye at security sometimes. Yeah. And ugh. Family members could meet you at the gate. Yeah. yeah. You could, anybody could go. It's right. just crazy. Right. Shoes off. Nine. Just all kinds of things changed, which made people a little grumpier. You know, it's already yes. unsettling to, you know, go fly. Right. Um, some people like it, but a lot of people, it's very unsettling. And so now add to that, take off your shoes, go mm -hmm. through your stuff, all the TCA. Yeah. It's a lot of stuff. It is a lot, a lot of, right? That was 16 years as a flight attendant? Correct. Yeah. Oh, that's great. So then at some point, and I would love to hear, I think my notes say about 2004, you guys formed um, Freedom Window Cleaning. Is that is that right? Well, technically speaking, we formed Fish Window Cleaning. Okay. Um, we, after deciding that we wanted to kind of go in a different direction uh, than what our career paths would have taken us on for a handful of reasons, I started doing a lot of research into different opportunities that were mm -hmm. out there to, uh, because one of the things we decided was in, a, in addition to uh, establishing roots here in Southern California, like Southern California, didn't want to leave, didn't want to do the, the deployment cycle anymore, didn't want to yep. PCS and move out of the area. Um, and also, we both, as you just talked about, she's the youngest in her family. I'm also the youngest in my family. Okay. And both of our parents were far along in years. Gotcha. And we were a little concerned about uh, if I was going to go and be stationed to Okinawa, not getting mm -hmm. home very often the next four or five years. Yep. Was that going to be, you know, the meat of the good years they had left? Yeah. And so we wanted want to have access to our, our parents uh, in addition to everything else we just talked about. So I started talking about starting our own enterprise, uh, yep. which wasn't something that we talked about initially, but it became like a third part of the of the dream, so to speak, of putting a flag in the ground, deciding what direction we want to go with our lives. And so after looking at a number of different things, much to our surprise, the thing, the opportunity we liked the best uh, was a franchise for uh, window cleaning. Mm -hmm. And we uh, ended up choosing that out of all the op options that we had. And we did it for about seven or eight years. And then we realized that we could do this just as well on our own as, as, as we could with the franchise. It wasn't really providing, in our opinion, a lot of Value. Uh, value. Yeah. Um, and so we, we did that, and it's been almost 10 years. Ah, that's great. Uh, after that, that we've been on our own, so. 
I want to um, unpack that just a little bit more. So here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a brief pause to allow announcement and message from our sponsor. We are talking to Colin and Lupe Hairston, the owners of Freedom Window Cleaning. And when we come back, we're going to just dig into that story a little bit more about their selection of this particular line of business. We will be right back. So right before the break, we were talking about you guys' de your decision on, uh, you were evaluating, you were saying that you were evaluating different opportunities, and I'm assuming that might have meant different franchise opportunities, but other maybe other things beyond that. Tell me like that, like what resonated, what just gelled for you guys about a window cleaning uh, franchise or business in general? How, how did that, and I would love to hear some of the other things you kind of evaluated and were looking at. Well, we had fire criterion, or at least I did. I kind of took it to her, and she liked liked them, I think. Any opportunity we were going to take uh, would provide for us. And initially, your your question is, is good because uh, we weren't looking at franchises. Mm -hmm. Because in my mind, any franchise I wanted to do was going to be a multi-million dollar investment. Yeah. Because I didn't understand at that point that besides McDonald's and Starbucks, because yeah. at that point, Starbucks still franchised. Ah that there were franchise opportunities and we didn't have a million dollars to invest. Sure. And I, I, I wasn't going to go into debt that much to start, you know, my first uh, enterprise. So it took a while uh, with me looking at a number of different, I looked at buying existing businesses. Mm -hmm. I looked at starting from scratch and kind of trying to figure out, well, what things would I do that um, my, I might have experience with that would help us. My experience would help us in whatever that endeavor might be. And then I started reading about franchises, and then I became aware there were a plethora of franchise yes. opportunities out there. Uh, and we looked so, at a coffee shop. Right. We looked at a dry cleaner business, mm. some kind of software business, and I don't mm -hmm. even remember what that was now. It was a web-based type. Oh, type sure. That yeah. I'm very, very, very glad we did not do. <laughs> and so... Um, and your five, what were your five criteria? Or at least if you can remember off the top of your head. Yeah, I think uh, first was, was it, did it provide the opportunity to deliver something to the market space that we could either do differently or create some kind of uniqueness about it? Got it. Uh, that we could deliver that would then obviously help drive, drive the business. So something where you could have your own special sauce to make you stand out. Exactly. Yep. Um, and that uh, next thing is that it could be scaled. Okay. Thirdly, yeah. was that would not require our presence. Okay. Yeah. Actually, in it all the time because I want to own a business. I didn't want to be the business. Right. Very important thought. Yep. And then, fourthly, that we could be together. Mm hmm. Work and, it together. And then, uh, lastly, it was going to generate uh, the opportunity for there's different types of freedom to me. And, and the one that I was most interested in the business providing me was time. Mm -hmm. Time freedom. So that flexibility. Flexibility, uh, being able to decide, you know, because everybody's limited to some degree, right? Sure. It's like, I want to go on vacation. Well, someone else kind of decides when you go on vacation. Yeah. Um, and someone, and then finances decides on where you can go on vacation. That's right. <laughs> um, you know, that kind of thing. So I want to try to create for ourselves as much latitude as possible with with uh, both of those. And I think one was Monday through Friday and no weekends because mm. both of us having flown, mm. we were always gone. And that was one of the reasons we started a business is because we were gone so much. As a matter of fact, we got married September 29th, 
uh, right after 9-11. Mm. And he was deployed on that Monday. Oh, golly. For yeah. six months? Two months. The first time was two months. That was Afghanistan. That was golly. Yeah. And we just said, enough of this. Yeah. Something where you, you had it built in that you knew like those weekends would be off. And then as you grew it even more, you wanted more flexibility and, and the possibility of not having to be present. I love this discussion because, you know, uh, the beauty of podcasts is that they go everywhere. You know, like you, you don't know where these podcasts can go. And so we could have listeners all over this country. Uh, when you look at the metrics of our podcast, we have international listeners. I mean, it's unbelievable. And so um, it's quite possible. We have some young entrepreneurs right now who are going through this thought process that you guys went through 20-ish years ago. and um, I think you're you're bringing up key things that anybody looking to go into business for themselves should be considering and thinking. Plus, as you know, we're always, uh, there's a, first of all, I got to give Colin kudos because he used my favorite word in the English language. He used plethora. And we have a, <laughs> we have a plethora of um, people exiting the military in our community who are looking for their next opportunity. So this discussion, I think, is so great. And all those factors that you brought up, I think, are um, pertinent for those folks who are having this discussion themselves and trying to figure out what to do next. So, so you you had all these factors laid out, and you're evaluating things, and you you looked at you know a coffee shop, a, a dry clean business, a software business, and probably about a thousand other things. And so you came up with this particular franchise for window cleaning, which you stuck with the franchise for a few years got your bearings and then realized, okay, that was good, but we know what we're doing and it's not bringing us much value to pay those franchise fees to that brand. And so then you started your own freedom window cleaning. Is that accurate? Very good synopsis. Yeah. Great. So let's talk about um, your business a little bit so that some folks who are maybe not familiar with freedom window cleaning can know the width and breadth of what you guys do offer as a service. So talk about, um, is it Commercial only? Is it residential, interior, exterior? I mean, tell us a little bit. So we do provide both commercial and residential. Um, I would say that the lion's share of what we do, probably 80% is commercial. And we deliver both uh, window cleaning for inside and outside. Most customers uh, residentially want both. On occasion, they'll want outside only. And uh, on the commercial side, we have a couple of different segments of the market that we serve. The first is what we call route, something you would probably refer to as retail. Okay. Whether it be food and beverage um, businesses yeah. or, you know, other types of retail, car like dealerships. Like a Starbucks, a Better Buzz. A... Right. Sure, sure. Up to car dealerships and so on and so forth. Uh, they are on a higher frequency and they typically want inside and out. Yep. Uh, and then we also do commercial buildings, which fortunate for us, you guys right here are yeah, like right. a good example of what a commercial building is. And we go up to five stories in that type. Wow. Okay. I hadn't thought of that part, up to five stories. And, yeah. and those are usually outside only. Every now and then they'll want the insides done because they may not have, their janitorial may not do the windows on the right. inside. So they want us to take care of them both. But lion's share, or probably 95% of the time we do uh, outside only on those. On the industrial commercial yeah. And then for a residential, as far as window cleaning is concerned, we also, you know, we do anything from condos to townhomes to uh, track homes to, you know, estate homes. Yeah. Uh, and usually those, again, are inside and out. Mm -hmm. uh, and then some other ancillary services that we offer as well are, especially on the residential side, gutter cleaning, glass restoration, 
and we also do awning cleaning. We do pressure washing. Nice. So there's a there's kind of a smorgasbord of things that we do um, deliver, like awning cleaning, et cetera. So yeah, you know it's interesting because as you were talking, I'm you know thinking in my mind, yeah, like a a car dealership you mentioned, or like a a retail coffee shop. All those places are visually very appealing. You know, lots of glass, and you never think of like how do how do those things always stay nice and sparkly, you know, because yeah. if you're going to have the glass, it's got to be clean or you look bad. Right. Absolutely. <laughs> right. I know I'm, we are a happy customer of yours. Um, our, uh, we have a 6,200 square foot office building here in Carlsbad and it is a heavy window. You know, it's glass all around pretty much. And it's beautiful. I love it. And you guys uh, clean our windows for us, which I'm very grateful for. But it does bring me to another thought or question because I know for us, at least as an office use, during the, I don't know, most intensive 18 months of COVID, like nobody was here. We didn't really think about getting our windows clean. How did that whole COVID time affect you guys? And did it get really slow or was it, did you still have some steadies? How, how did that work? It was definitely challenging yeah. um, at first because not only do you have the the business side of it, you have the very human side of it. A lot of people just didn't know. I mean, we'd never experienced something like that right. for most of us in our lifetime. I mean, Spanish flu was probably the last thing. Right. Which, that was before any of us were, you know, born. So the idea of being and, and they responded differently to the to that to that epidemic as well. So being told to stay at home, yeah. you know, businesses are closing and all these things. So it, it was not only a challenge, but it was the, the amount of uncertainty yeah. that surrounded everything. It's like, it's one thing to say, this is a situation today, but it's another thing to say, well, next week, two weeks from now, and just not knowing. Unknown. Yeah. You know, the and whole, I think the fear, right? Yeah. The, fear. the unknown fear that nobody spoke about was really difficult. And that first week we had not knowing, and then as we went on, having whiteboards like, okay, what else could we do? Or how are yeah. we going to do this? Or what's going to happen? And everyone's talking about, oh, what can you pivot to? You know? Right. And we looked at that, well, you know, can we can we provide sanitation services? Yeah. Where we go and we spray these, you know, insecticides or whatever that might uh, help sort of neutralize any, you know, because I don't know if you remember this, but back then they were talking about what was the life of, of, the, of, the, the, of the virus yeah. if someone touched it and they had it, you know, yeah. th- those kind of things. And so you probably remember also the, what was it, three weeks to flatten the curve, I think right. is what they said originally. Yeah, originally. So originally we're like, okay, you know, we're okay if we go for three weeks without working and life, life goes back to normal. Um, and it, it didn't. And fortunately for us, we kind of made the decision and we never stopped working. We mm-hmm. went to work every day. Our, our crews were at home. Our yeah. office staff was at home. But we kept going because that was plenty of Plenty you can do. It's always sure. plenty of work to be. The stuff that was getting pushed off for months and months right. on edge because you don't have time to get to it. Now we were able to kind of focus on those things all those because back, we have an those... office. It's not in our home, right? Yeah, yeah. All those back burner things you're able to move right. to the front. And it's like, okay, let's let's focus a little bit here. Right, exactly. So we, it provided us an opportunity to work on the business as opposed to spend so much time working in the business. Yes, as anybody who's read the email knows exactly what that's all yes, about. Yes, for and sure. And I think it's important that you dis came into my office as I was freaking out because, you know, being female and we're married, so our income comes from the same place, right? Oh, yeah. One of the big things that women need, men out there, 
is women to know that we have security. Security. And so Colin came into my office one day because I have all these whiteboards up and I'm talking to everybody and listening to all the podcasts that I possibly can. And he comes in and he said something that was very pivotal, which was. This is not how our story ends. Mm, nice. Yep. And not only that, but I, I identified three very specific things that would happen financially for us over the next 12 to 18. Because by, by that point, by the time this happened, I, I kind of had an idea that this was going to be drawn out for yeah. for whatever reasons. Yeah. And so having made that decision, we decided we were going to go back to work. We had guys who were like, hey, the, you know, the unemployment thing's not working for us. I'd be happy to come back to work. We just we just decided on our own. We we are. What was that thing they were saying? Uh, not crucial. Essential. 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 Yeah. We decided because we, we were the, essential because of pressure washing. Actually, um, yeah. we did pressure washing for some uh, we for some Albertsons and some other grocery stores and Circle K's. Yeah. Um, we do that kind of pressure washing, so we were essential to keep them clean because people sure. were still going to grocery stores, even though you couldn't yeah. go to church. But right. yeah, it's another yeah. story. Right. <laughs> it's another. Uh, yeah, and, and we had customers call us and go. Um, I'm essential, and if 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 I'm essential, I feel like you're essential. Yeah. So we need you guys to come back to work, That's and so that that really helped us. And it was a fraction of what we were doing, you know, before COVID. Yeah. But it it's it's like it's like that first step. You know, if yes. you take the first step, then you know you can get to the top of the staircase. You know, eventually, and that's basically what happened. Um, we were able to. I guess I would use the word survive, mm-hmm. not necessarily thrive, mm-hmm. uh, by getting back to a portion of what we were pre-COVID, Pre. mm-hmm. just enough to be able to keep paying the bills. And we didn't have to, fortunately, we didn't have to do any of that um, mortgage, Adjust, what do they call it? No, uh, um, uh, I know what you the mean. The moratorium, basically, on, oh, yeah. on mortgages. Because we called and they're like, well, yeah, you can do it, but mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, yeah, that doesn't sound like a very good deal at all. <laughs> So um, we were fortunate enough to be able to walk away from that and, and also be, continue to pay our rent yeah. and basically just kind of meet everything al- al- along the way. So And nice. a lot of residential customers were started to call and say, can you at least clean the outside of our windows? Sure, yeah. So that was really great. Yeah. Yeah. We kind of feel like because probably along about, it started in March, so probably along about June, we started getting all these calls okay. and we just decided... It must be because everyone's at home and yeah. they're just looking around like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. Yeah, it looks horrible. So we did far more residential the gotcha. next the ensuing few months than what we would typically have done during that time of yeah. year. Makes sense. And so that that really helped us help tied us over as well. One of the things you said though, I think for me, um, being here in the chamber, you know, from the chamber perspective during that time, I think my um, most frustrating aspect of it was this artificial distinction between essential and non-essential businesses because Mm -hmm. it doesn't matter how you slice it. Like every business is essential in some way. I mean, they're putting food on the table for that team of people. I mean, that's essential. I, oh, I hated that. And that was just so, anyways. So yeah, um, you were essential (laughs) for a variety of reasons. (laughs) And I'm so glad that um, you guys uh, survived and got back to hopefully thriving now, I hope. (laughs) They're smiling, so I'm going to say that's a yes. (laughs) (laughs) I saw a couple other things on your website that I wouldn't have thought of, although makes sense because you've been talking about other services you provide. But um, (laughs) as a homeowner, another little irritant is uh, cleaning my window screens because those things get very dirty. And then you also list that you'll clean solar panels, which are supposed to be cleaned 
you know, in some fashion fairly frequently um, or regularly, let's put it that way. So tell us about that. With the screens, it's very important, especially homeowners who tend to like the outside air more than they like air conditioned right. uh, air. Um, because the, more you, us. the, the <laughs> yeah. more you open your windows, the more traction your screens are going to get. So the dirty you're going to get because they're actually doing their job. They're actually yeah. filtering things from flying into the house or to the home. So, yes, we uh, that's a part that's a part of our basic cleaning for residential. Um, it's going to be the windows, obviously, inside and out including any sliding glass doors that you might have, uh, and then a basic clean of your tracks. Yep. That's where all the bug kill and all the other crap that goes down is you, yeah. don't, you don't like to look at when you open your door yeah. or your window, excuse me. And then we also clean the screens. Yeah. Uh, and then you're right, for solar panels, a lot of people don't realize they actually lose a lot of efficiency mm-hmm. if they're not cleaning their solar panels on a regular basis. We recommend every six um, to 12 months, depending on where you're located. If you live next to I-5, you probably want to get them clean more often uh-huh. because the pollution is higher. Whereas if you live closer, uh, more inland, and you're not getting a lot of, of uh, traffic or other pollution yeah. to settle on on the panels, you could probably go a year, you know, pretty easily. Gotcha. Fun. So you guys started, and I didn't capture this part, but I would like to go back if you don't mind. When you started the original window cleaning franchise. Was it just the two of you or did you right away, <laughs> were you were you guys out there busting it and cleaning the windows yourself or did you start with a little bit of a team? It's interesting. The Their model was that you are to be uh, the business owner. Yes. So you want to get staff on as soon as possible. Sure. Because you want to be focusing on marketing and sales. Yes, yes. And if you're trying to do both at the same time, you're probably going to be pretty poor at both of them. Yep. Um, and even if you're average to above average at selling, you're going to quickly overwhelm what you yourself were able to Capacity, do. Capacity, yeah. Um, and I remember we put, believe, and this is sounds going to sound funny, we put an ad in the newspaper <laughs> for, for a crew. And we remember the first day, we walk in our office probably 6.45 or 7. By 7.30, there's a line sitting outside the oh door. Oh, my goodness. What year? So what year is this? This is this is going to be August of two thousand four. Two thousand four. There's a line out the door. Okay, I'm trying to think of economic conditions in two thousand four, but right. oh, it was before two thousand eight. Yeah, it was before <laughs> the crash of eight. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, and so uh, we did hire some people right off, but it was so it was, to answer your question, it's a little bit of both. A little I, bit of both. I did go out and uh, have to do some of the some of the work myself, and then we also had people, one or two people, but. Their tenure was typically pretty short at the, at, at the beginning, which is why, you know, yeah. we, we can even tell stories about her mom coming to visit us Uh-oh. and riding along with her going out to clean windows. And we <laughs> knew she was not happy with, you know, all the work her and her husband had gone through to get them the lifestyle that they had. And here she is cleaning windows. <laughs> And and I was somewhere separate cleaning windows because yeah. we couldn't. It was too much. We couldn't be together. We had to go kind of yeah. two different areas of the county to kind of get the work done. But yeah, that was definitely a fun experience. But you know, we were open to doing whatever we needed to do. And yeah. you know, we love after we realized that people pay to get their windows cleaned. <laughs> prior to starting a franchise, we didn't we didn't realize that. Didn't think of that, right? right. Was... Um, so that's where we launched into. Okay, we can both be of service, and this is the way we can serve our community. But Getting to do the job was really great, too, because now we know what it takes for our guys to go out or our team to go out and to make this happen. It's a lot harder than you think it is yeah. to get out there and do a good job. Yeah, I mean, you yeah, know. yeah, do it well. Right, yeah, right. Not just 
slap it up there. So now back to 2023, again, I was trolling your website a little bit and it looks like in addition to you, you two, uh, it looks like you have six uh, team members who are part of the team. Is that a little bit more than it now? Because okay. we, we have two office people. One of them is remote because she had been in office for six years, but her husband took a position in Denver because of the experience she had, we weren't well, you wouldn't let that let, one go. Let yeah. Go. So and office is office, right? We all learned that from COVID. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And we have a couple more guys in the office now that I'm okay. sorry, in the field, excuse me, in the field than we had probably, which we need to update our website, <laughs> which is another one of the tasks <laughs> that we have to kind of keep, keep on top of. I, I can relate. I got you. <laughs> and, 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 you know, we have more people, but none of the people, except for maybe one or two that you probably looked at uh, for the field crew that we have is with us anymore. So, okay. Uh, we definitely have to kind of get that taken care of. But yeah, yeah. we have a total of uh, seven guys in the field. Okay. And we just promoted one of our guys to production manager. Awesome. Uh, last month. And then we have, like I said, we have the two the, the two office people. Fantastic. Well, it's been such interesting times, right? The last five, four years through COVID. But um, it sounds like you guys have had just a really great journey from when you started till now. There was one other team member who's extremely prominent on your website. Um, <laughs> Captain. Captain is the, he, he's listed as the owner of the complaint department. I think you guys should explain who Captain is for our listening audience. Lupe? Well, it's Captain America. And Colin had always wanted a Rottweiler. Um, and I resisted, especially because starting a business and, you know, all the yeah. different components that come with that. Definitely not for the faint at heart for owning a, a business. Finally, we're like, okay, let's just, you know, we're not getting any younger. Let's go enjoy. Um, and that one of the things that he wanted was a Rottweiler. And I was, frankly, it's kind of interesting. I grew up with dogs, but I was afraid of Rottweilers because of what everyone had the said. Reputation. Yeah. yeah. And so he's like, well, let's just go look at this one that I found. And if you don't, you know, if you're not comfortable, we'll walk away. So we went to go meet the, the this. famous puppy dog clothes. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yes, exactly. We meet this little guy and. Um, I'm like, okay, he's all you. You take care of him. He's, you know, he's going to, Colin was going to do everything for Captain America. Well, a few <laughs> months in, of course, that just all changed. changed. Yeah. <laughs> and I became the dog mom that people that I used to talk about. <laughs> like, you do what for your dog? <laughs> and he's been going to work with us ever since he was a puppy. Actually, he wanted to come here today, but we left him at home <laughs> or at the office. Actually, he's still at the office. He's now six and a half years old. He'll be seven oh, in May. And awesome. um, he's an amazing Rottweiler. He's just had a hip replacement oh, on boy. one side. Yeah. <laughs> I, all the th things I used to say about people that would yeah. cart their dogs around, he's always with me. <laughs> and um, Does he go, okay, here's the real question. Does he go for jogs, runs with you? Well, he really can't. He uh, will. He, did he used to? Yeah. Okay. He did. Absolutely. Yeah. Before the yeah, hip problems are not going to be too good for keeping up with you, but well, that's great. Uh, <laughs> Lupe, I have to give you a little bit of shout out here. I mean, you served on our board. Thank you for your your volunteering and your serving there. My pleasure. But you are also um, our go giver of the year in 2012, I believe, um, which is a that's. Basically, our one of our highest awards we have here at the Carlsbad Chamber of Commerce. Um, for those who are new to that term, our Go Giver is a um, each year when we honor our volunteers, um, we have a Chamber Champion and Go Giver, and those are the the two highest awards. And the Go Giver is just about others and and giving and 
giving without worrying about receiving. And so um, that says a lot about you and that you won that award here. So thank you for everything you've done here. It's my pleasure. I think it's important. This morning, as I was thinking about being on the podcast, I flashed on driving to, because I commuted from um, San Diego to, or Carlsbad to um, LAX when I was flying. Oh. And I remember distinctly one day as I was driving down Aviara thinking, gosh, I feel like I don't have roots here. I don't have a mm. community. You know, I'm gone all the time and I can't really do anything consistently as far as because our schedules are so different from month to month as from flying and Colin, same thing. And I remember just thinking, I wish I had some, like, mm. my people, my community. Uh, I didn't know those words then, my tribe. Yeah. Um, but as we started a business, I think that is one of the, the biggest rewards I've had is getting to join this community. Um, the Carlsbad Chamber has been essential mm. um, in my personal growth as a human, as a leader, as a business owner, to get to meet so many amazing people. I didn't really get what um, being a part of a chamber was. I thought you just go throw out business cards and yeah. um, everyone's going to call you because you signed this thing called a chamber membership. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we actually were going to quit the chamber about a year in. One of the lovely people that worked here said, you know what, what's the deal? And I told her exactly that. I'm like, I'm not getting any business. And I think it's just important to know that she took me under her wing and said, look, come here, get involved. And by getting involved, that there's you know different um, committees, committees, that, yep. and so I got and involved with the ambassador and... committee, and I started doing first Friday breakfast, which I still go to twenty years later. <laughs> um, but I met um, not only an incredible business community, but supporters through all the different things we've been through in the last mm -hmm. twenty years. Um, great friends. I know a lot of people where I go, and I, mm. I you know, kind of like in Cheers, you want to go where people know your name. And Absolutely. Typically, that's what's happened. It's I've not only met a lot of people, done referrals, been referred to, um, but also made some incredible friendships, and I owe it to the people here and the hard work that you guys do. Well, that's wonderful. And you've also, as as such a go-giver, you've been helping MC our first Friday breakfast uh, off and on, not every month thankfully you get a little break but a lot of months you're emceeing our um first friday breakfast which we really appreciate so i i feel uh i feel blessed to have you and your engagement with us here at the carlsbad chamber hey i want to make sure though somebody who's maybe hearing about freedom window cleaning for the first time knows the best way to look you up and find you guys so what's your what's your website address so you can see us on the website at www.freedomwindowcleaning.com and we're also on Instagram and Twitter. And uh, obviously, you can call us at 760-598-5510. All right. Do the uh, phone number one more time, a little slower, in case somebody's got that pen out now. 760-598-5510. <laughs> and the website was freedomwindowcleaning.com. Correct. Correct. All right. There you go, folks. You know, as, as we've been talking and I've been thinking about you know, the windows, especially when we were talking earlier about, um, like, you were talking about the car dealerships and the coffee shops, but I was thinking of uh, the different seasons, especially retail. This is a retail thing, but no, maybe even like car dealerships and stuff too, when people like to decorate their windows for the holidays, maybe like Thanksgiving time and then maybe Christmas and then maybe, I don't know, Valentine, you know, and that window. And then those decorations are great, but then they got to get cleaned off the windows. So I would assume you guys do that as well. If we do. Yeah, we yeah, do. that's awesome. So lots of great practical um, stuff here. So folks, give them a call, check out their website. Um, we are um, happy customers of Freedom Window Cleaning. And so uh, I can give them a testimonial. 
and uh, check it out. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to come down and share your story today. Again, thank you for having us. Of course, our pleasure. All right. Thanks for joining us on our Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please hit the follow button on wherever you get your audio. And please tell a friend. We would love to hear your feedback, which you can share at carlsbadpodcast.com. You can leave us a review, ask a question, or leave an audio comment, which we can play on the show in the future. And that's all we have for today. Can't wait to see you next time on Carlsbad People, Purpose, and Impact. And remember, share some kindness today. It's free, creates goodwill, and makes you feel great.